there, it's Tawny. I just wanted to pop in here really quick to welcome y'all to our brand new podcast, Romancing the Game, but to give you a quick note on our audio. Our original plan was for all of us to get together in front of one microphone and record together, but with everything going on with COVID-19, for our health and for everyone else's, we've decided to record from home. That being said, our microphones are not as high quality as originally planned, but we really wanted to get this content out here and get started with the show. So we hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Romancing the Game. I'm Jordan Fishburn. I'm Tawny Thompson. And I'm Sarah Babe. We're here to bring you for our very first episode of Romancing the first Game. First episode. First. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> um, uh, for introductions before we get into this fantastic uh, piece of entertainment medium. Wee-oo, wee-oo, spoiler alert, wee-oo, This podcast will contain spoilers, as is the nature of discussing overarching plots and story. We'll be covering various plot beats during this show for these games and these character arcs. There will be spoilers. Uh, This warning has been laid at your feet. Continue at your own peril. That being said, spoiler alert. (laughs) That being said, this is our first episode ever, so we're all going to take just um, a quick moment to introduce ourselves a little more in depth. I am Tawny Thompson. I'm an actor, fight choreographer, and voiceover artist here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I really like video games. I'm Jordan Fishburn. I am also a Milwaukee, Wisconsin resident, uh, Woohoo Chi State. Um, Big fan of video games. Loved them as long as I could play them, and I'm super excited to get into this specific uh, genre. Uh, My name is Sarah Babe, and I am a professional podcaster and voice actor, and also a general nerd of all trades who loves me some video games, tabletop games. I just love games, and I'm very excited to talk about all this stuff. Yes. And today we'll be talking about... Dragon Age Origins. Yeah! <laughs> oh, super stoked. I will not lie. I think Dragon Age Origins was like my awakening in the gaming universe. Like I played, I've had consoles as long as I can remember, but like Dragon Age Origins was the one that I was like, okay, I could sit here for hours and hours and hours on end. You know, I have a funny story about my like video game awakening. I was 18 years old. I had just bought my first gaming console because my parents didn't let me have a gaming console. It was a PlayStation. I bought <laughs> I bought Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Oh, yeah. Got really <laughs> high and played for 18 hours straight with my friends. <laughs> it was great. Parents at home, this is why you can't deny your children the experience of gaming. Because if you don't, as soon as they turn 18, they'll buy it themselves, get high, and play for almost 24 hours. Let them sit in the basement and play Final Fantasy X. Come on. Yeah. For seven, because that's probably better. But, you know. I am a 10 girl. Oh, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. I do have to say, Dragon Age Origins was the first video game that made me cry. Okay. Oh, really? oh I'll give so, you that. Yeah. And same, I'll same. be talking about it during this episode because it wasn't part of the romance line of any of the main romance characters. Oh, oh I remember this part. Tell us. Yes. Tell us. 
Um, well, we can go over it when we go okay. over all oh, of the other fun God. stuff later. I'll just I'm... hook you guys in so you listen for a little bit longer. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, Dragon Age Origins then. So it was developed by BioWare, published by Electronic Arts, and it is obviously the first game in the Dragon Age franchise, which was released on Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 3, and Xbox 360 in November of 2009, and then Mac OS X in December of 2009. Ooh, damn, that's like 11 years ago now. I know. Doesn't it make you feel old a little bit? No. 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 It just makes (laughs) me feel like I have no concept of time. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. (laughs) And uh, Dragon Age was also pretty spectacular um, with the the things that sort of inspired it, too. Um, a lot of the inspiration for Dragon Age came from Lord of the Rings and the ever-popular A Song of Ice and Fire series, um, which is obviously insane because those have been out forever, and they finally released the show after these games have all been out. <laughs> so... It'll be interesting to look at those parallels when we go over some of the characters. You know, I'm not um, even going to touch Song of Ice and Fire. I have <laughs> opinions that's on fair. that subject. It's either very so. hot or very cold. So. I've only read oh, the books. Oh, so. Ru- oh, Taunt, Jordan, whatever your name is. What? <laughs> Why? No. <laughs> I was going to read all the books before the show came out. Anyhow, that's a really weird sidebar that we probably shouldn't get into. Yeah, that's that's a whole nother, we could have a whole other podcast just on that. Um, <laughs> so hot take. I feel like Dragon Age took everything that Mass Effect did two years earlier and just like bumped it, like bumped the volume to 11. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they definitely... The- they yeah. definitely did a lot of stuff that was, they took feedback that they had and they made it better, which was really nice. Because mm-hmm. I remember I played Dragon Age before I played Mass Effect. Same. So I was like, Same. what happened here? I can't, it's not like Dragon Age. But I don't do okay. shooters. Ah. Yeah. It's so bad. No Mako was a really <laughs> good uh, addition to not have in Dragon oh, Age. <laughs> oh man, I'm doing a podcast with a couple Mako haters. Oh, I hate them. First Mass Effect Mako, I could not do. I Same. was so bad at it that it completely hurt my experience. And we're not really going to go over Dragon Age Origins in like full specificity, or else we'd be also talking about the Fade and the love hate oh, dichotomy in the fandom the with the Fade, fade um, which is a big one. I personally like the Fade. I'm just I hate the Fade. As you Dude, hear, I don't know if I can. <laughs> do this podcast with you anymore, Tawny. Nothing in the fade <laughs> is real, Sarah. It doesn't actually happen. That's it is point. real. No. It is real. No. You're just uh, in okay. ghost world. Okay. Right. And then you have to Sorry. loop back 27 times Sorry. to the same back in place. Tawny, Tawny this let's, isn't romantic. Let's, <laughs> let's get back to the fucking. Okay. All right. Yes. <laughs> uh, who wants to do a general overview of the plot of Dragon Age? Dragon Age is you go ahead and you're a hero who I think your family all dies in Lothering and then you're trying to save the world. Well, oh yeah, right. It depends on your origin. You're trying to save the world from the Darkspawn. The Darkspawn are led by the Archdemon and the only people that can defeat the Archdemon are the Grey Wardens. Grey Wardens who are dope as fuck. But they don't have any griffins left, so. Yeah, because extinction is bad. Uh, cross your fingers for Dragon Age 4, guys. Just cross your fingers for Dragon Age oh, yeah, I'm crossing no, my I fingers don't... in general for Dragon Age 4. <laughs> yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So speaking but, of your origin story, you have a lot of backgrounds you can choose from. You can be a human, you can be a dwarf, you can be an elf. And I would like to say it's commonly said that there are six possible backgrounds, but I think splitting up the mage into elf and human mage counts as an additional background. So I'm going to go for lucky number seven there. So how much does that actually change? Because I never play mages. We know this. Uh, If you're a mage, people are kind of dicks to you. Racism has an added layer of racism. I mean, I always play an elf. Yeah. No, I always (laughs) play an elf. So I get you there. Yeah. So you have. So you you can be male or female gendered. You can be a human, a dwarf, or a elf. Elf. You can be a warrior, mage, or rogue, and then the rogue, mage, and warrior also have four different subsets. But you don't actually necessarily have to pick those specializations right away well and they don't necessarily change the storyline too much though yeah yeah except for some ending options in a certain romantic subplot that we'll be discussing next episode (laughs) that we can get into at that time but Uh part of the as far as for the different races you have dwarf commoner dwarf noble city elf dalish elf human noble and And magi magi Magi? Mm-hmm. Magi? Are we? Magi? Magi? Magi. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> I would definitely say one of the strongest parts of this game is how personalized your experience can feel based upon the origin that you've chosen and choices that you make throughout the game. Oh, for sure. Um, part of why it's called Dragon Age Origins, despite not having an existing franchise that they wanted to cash cow and make more money on later, um, was because they're talking about all of the origins that you can choose at the beginning, which very greatly personalizes your experience. It takes some NPC characters into the game as a whole and then take, takes out all of those extras later. If you've played it a million times like some of us throughout all of the... <laughs> different origins and through the game you see all of these little easter eggs and it makes each new game experience a little bit different for you i do have to say it through all of my playthroughs i don't think i can ever get myself to play a male character oh no i, I have just, i can't oh no i have played a male several times for the sole experience of romancing morrigan who i hold very dear in my heart (laughs) so speaking of morrigan let's talk about the different character and species that are in the game there's only four no you can romance that you can romance but there are more than that Uh, the rest of them don't there's quite a lot (laughs) oh my gosh are are we you've got alistair who is a human warrior you've got dog which is a mabari war dog i always name mine rambo Aww. Barkspawn. Barkspawn oh, man. is Barkspawn. the yes. appropriate dog name nope. for fans everywhere. <laughs> or or Mabarki. Ooh. Mabarki's good. Okay. Yeah, okay. Good. <laughs> uh, Liliana, who is a human rogue. You have Logan McTeer, who. Oh, Logan. 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 McTeer. He's uh, a special one. Yeah. Douche. He's a human warrior. You have Morgane, who's a human mage. You have Ogren, who is a dwarf warrior. You have Shale, who is actually... Shale! I love Shale. We Shale love is Shale. amazing. Love um, her. She's it, so good. Her. <laughs> it's very... Yeah. So, Shale the golem, hence yeah. it. Not trying to be hateful of any particular type of gender I thought that they came out and yeah. said that Shale identified as female. female. No. No? 
No. Really? Yeah. Maybe I took that in at a later time. That might have been an assumption on my part because you find out that Shale had been a female dwarf before Golemize. Yeah. So that's yeah, probably might, why. That'll do it. Okay. Yeah. So there's there her back. Shale's backstory does lend a female eye to the character, but mm-hmm. like I, I think official canon is it's unfortunately be. because Gollum mm-hmm. is a Gollum. It's mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. So you also have Wynne, who is a human mage, Sten, who is a Kunari warrior, Sten! and Zevran Ariani, who is an elf rogue. Oh, Zev. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are all of your characters. <laughs> and your romantic options are Alistair, Liliana, Morrigan, and Zev. And Zevran. And also Isabella. But that's more well. of a nice standard. <laughs> and we'll technically, um, within several of the origins, there's like minor romances that could have been part of your origin story that kind of break apart. Jordan, do you want to tell us about Later. Tamlin? Yes, I want to talk about <laughs> Tamlin. Oh my gosh, so much. So the very first time I played this game, to set the scene, uh, I had never played this type of RPG game before where you had these sort of individual choices that sort of snowball into horrifying, heart-rending realizations down the line. <laughs> and I started off with the Dalish Elf origin. Um, just one of the very fine origins uh, out of the seven that you can choose from. Um, the Dalish Elf sort of starts off with you on this hunting expedition uh, protecting your Dalish clan which sort of is migratory Um, and you're with your childhood friend Tamlin and awfully awfully in the opening of the Dalish origin you can choose to make romantic like conversation in your flirt and then he dies (laughs) i'm getting there (laughs) he dies in the origin and you get tainted by the evil disease darkspawn blood that's part of this entire like dark fantasy thing and you go back to your clan and they talk about how sad it is because they really thought that you and tamlid would well, they won't talk about it anymore. It's too difficult. <laughs> and <laughs> so rude. Later on in the game, in just a cutscene that happens when you and your companion group, after you're on this long quest to stop the Darkspawn and the Archdemon, your camp gets attacked in the middle of the night. And, you know, you've been spending all of your time in your heart getting over your first love and moving on to your next love, which is one of your <laughs> companions in camp with you. Probably Alistair. Because he died. Yep, it was Alistair in this playthrough. <laughs> and he, so you're getting attacked and one of the ghouls starts a cutscene. And these ghouls are characters that you can tell are people that used to be normal beings but got tainted so they're wearing armor they have like no hair their skin is like a dark gray all like dark spawny and a cutscene starts and you're looking at the screen and you're like that's elven armor and then he starts 
fucking talking to you. <gasps> and he's saying how, you know, he doesn't want to hurt you. Please stop him. And you're like talking back and forth with him. And you're like, no, let me help you. Oh my gosh. No, we'll try to heal you. And you can beg him to let you heal him. And he goes, always loved you. I'm so sorry. And then he attacks you and you have to kill him. And I cried. Jesus, H tap dancing Christ. That is you, a fucking terrible thing. You kill him. And his character is still on the ground dead in your <gasps> camp, in your camp. And you like have to act like, oh shit. Okay. That's great. That's normal. What the fuck? <laughs> I do need to point out. I have to point out because I restarted Dragon Age on Thursday because I was like, ah, it's been a minute. Um, and I, I did the Daily Shelf background. Tamlin is not dead at the beginning. He's probably sucked into a mirror. No, in the beginning, they imply that he's dead. They, they imply, okay, so Duncan tells you yeah. that if he was tainted the same as you, there's no way he would live. Yeah. That's, that's like that's as death, high level Connie. as it gets. That's death. I mean, you go through the game, you go through the game, and you'll see, you'll go through the game assuming that he's died. And when you do the Earnest Sacred Ashes quest, which I'm sorry if you guys have never played this game, very confusing sidebar, a <laughs> spirit talks to you, and the spirit Is it says, Tamlin? No, it's that um, just general guardian spirit okay. over the Sacred Ashes area. Oh, right. And he okay. talks to you, and he says that Tamlin is speaking beyond the grave, and that he wishes you happiness, and he's happy that you're able to continue on and, like, live and all of that stuff. And then the motherfucker attacks your camp in the middle of the night, and he was never dead. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's so rude. He was just suffering from the taint this entire time, begging you to kill him in his heart. Oh, the taint. He still loves you. And, he still uh, goes through the pain to tell you that he loves you one last time. So, uh, to completely juxtapose, juxtapose that in the human noble origin, you get to have a threesome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's varying levels of romance in the origin beginnings. <laughs> I'm trying to remember which one is it where just your whole family is murdered. Oh, human noble. Okay. Yeah, human noble, except for your brother. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. yeah. And um, then I'm trying, so the city elf, if I remember you're engaged to be married. You get married, kind you get, of. Well, you're fixing to get married, and yeah. then that gets raided. By the human nobles in Denerum, yeah. where they're like, oh, so we're going to take our uh, our cut of this marriage and have yep. some fun with the elven ladies before yep. you guys it's Super finish. rude. Yep. Yeah, it's... Dark fantasy, folks. Yep. Yes. Dark, dark fantasy. fantasy. There is some. It's not pretty, happy, fancy elves all the time. It's sometimes some really dickbag elves. Well, actually, like when the game first came out, there was a lot of controversy around that. Um, there mm -hmm. were a number of um, WorldNet Daily specifically had, uh, which is a, a Christian news source. They called the whole game out for the blatant homosexuality and dark themes and <sighs> think of the children. Yeah. It's rated is, M, y'all. Come on. It's also really funny considering Bioware only continued to ramp it up moving forward, making more characters um, romanceable by all genders, <laughs> sort of really opening it up. I mean, some games in the 
that recently came out, and by recently I mean like in the last six years, um, haven't had that fully, but they've only expanded on it since then. I'm here for it. Let's go. More. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I know. They do tend, and I... I'm going to say this about the Dragon Age games specifically. They tend to, like, outline their character romance options pretty archetypally, which Mm -hmm. I'm not super a big fan of. Um, The main, like, woman-only romance character is always, like, a straight warrior guy who's, like, upstanding, presumably. And the straight female one where it's only romanceable by a guy is usually kind of the main female love interest that you would consider in the story. I think they broke away with that with um, Inquisition, which we of course can talk about when we get to our Inquisition episode, but dear friend Prince Junior, please uh, contact us. We'd love to have you on our podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say fully because they sort of do it where the bisexual characters are more of the crazy, like, out-of-the-box characters. So with Liliana and Zeverin in these upcoming games, they're the more um, quote-unquote easy characters. Oh, and Origins, absolutely. Like, I'll give and, you... They had a lot of work to do. <laughs> and in the uh, Inquisition games, it's still on that route, right? Because the... Um, Iron Bull is considered more adventurous. Uh, but he's also like junior. so like quote unquote masculine, if you will. But in, not in like that straight laced way. He's playing like a spy that's character. That's true. I'll give you, you know? that. Okay. It's just a top. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they do have a little bit of a moral dichotomy with who they consider bisexual romances versus uh by heterosexual romances i can say probably um in general and inquisition does have a couple additional characters that they did lock gender wise um like cullen is an additional one solace is another one um that aren't really necessarily needed for that but that also has a little bit to do with game development Mm -hmm. i know for I think soulless, at least. But well, and both of both of those, I think, also have a, a racial aspect to it too. Like soulless will not date anyone who is not an elf. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Colin is open to lots of stuff, but there's another character. I don't remember who it is that will only date. Well, we're not talking about Inquisition, anyhow. Yeah. Yet. So <laughs> yeah. we'll definitely go more yeah. in depth in our Inquisition episode because we're trying to keep it. Uh, as separated as possible. To I don't have like being four hours long. I don't have like 300 hours logged in Inquisition. I can't talk about it at all. <laughs> it's actually, it's more difficult not to talk about Inquisition because yes. it's definitely the most recent one I've played. <laughs> yeah. well, it's I'm also just hard. very formative. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, I have to say, as far as romance options, I'm still pissed that we didn't get a chance to romance any dwarfs in this game. Because you have Ogryn, and he's pretty hilarious. I like Are we going to head over to the friend zone? The friend zone. We are friends with an asterisk. All because of a stupid risk. Oh, the characters the friend zone. romance? The friend yes. zone. <laughs> 
Yeah, so you let us explain pretty hard. Let's start by explaining that in general, we as a group hate the term the friend zone. Yeah, not Which a is why we're going to make it fun and not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> These are all developed characters that we are blocked from romancing in a game development standpoint. So not you can only fiction, be friends. But in the game, you can only be friends and or not have a full romantic arc with the character. You can, like, flirt. Yeah. And that's it. I'll be right back. I'm just going to go grab a beer. Oh, okay. do it. <laughs> I shall return. Yep. <laughs> we can just hold for a second. Okay. Should we get back to the friend zone? Yep. <clears throat> to the friend zone. To the friend zone. zone. It's like the end zone, but pretty shitty. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to talk about Sten. Your girl yeah. wanted to romance Sten so bad. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Sten's pretty, like, silent. He's so freaking. fun. Yeah. In terms of characters that the first two games did not allow you to romance, no fucking dwarves. No dwarves. And no yeah. kunari. No kunari. Yeah. In the first two games whatsoever. And you can start off as a dwarf. You yeah. can start off as a dwarf, and there's no fucking dwarf romance characters for you. Just super weird. And I, I will not say Ogren. I don't love Ogren. Um, I, he wasn't my favorite companion character, but yeah. he was funny. <laughs> oh, I, I loved Ogren. He, he fills out the team very well. But he does. I would not have fantasy boned him. No, <laughs> because. No. If they would have made like it, he smells a lot. If they would have made it like a rowdy after a pub night bang Ooh. with Ogren, boom. Ooh. Your girl's Ooh. there for that. Uh, my character would have woken up the next morning and been like, no, rewind. <laughs> I think I need an STI healing. <laughs> but you know what? I would totally be okay with that. Like, Ogren seems like a homeboy I could hang out with. I don't yeah. know, man. He Stand. did have his own little romantic subplot with his um, wife. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He's right. married, Sarah. Come oh, on. never mind that. Well, never mind that. that. I forgot about that part. That was a close marriage. It probably was open, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, but still, like, I don't want to. I don't want to fuck with that. Like, and no. if mm -mm. they had built him in as a romanceful dwarf character, that isn't what would have happened. She would have been like, like his mom or like uh, his <laughs> sister or some weird shit. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But I think having, like, that kind of character type to romance would have been great. Sten, I fucking love. I know. Sten is the weirdest character so to weird. with because I he has such a, like, a blue and orange morality compared to everybody else. Like, you don't know what he considers, like, yay or nay, because <laughs> it'll just come out of fucking nowhere. He likes <laughs> just candy, like Sten. though. <laughs> cookies. He likes cookies. Yeah, and cats. <laughs> I, sh I shall kill this thing. Why did you just kill that Sten? It's part of the coon. It's the coon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, all right, I guess that's uh, an argument. <laughs> like, he'll get mad at you at some point if you, like, don't max out his likes and give him the mm -hmm. correct gifts. Oh, yeah. Um, and then he'll fight you. And then you beat him. He's like, okay. I'm okay, we're good now. You again, you beat me. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Oh, was I was a, I was obsessive about making sure everybody liked me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I never had the problem. That 
by reading like a wiki on different things that can happen with different characters because i am a very anxious player i don't like anybody to not like me same in real life so in a video game it's just not acceptable at all well i uh the gift lists like who does this go to oh yeah that was yeah that was kind of harsh because you had to give the right gifts to the right people or Mm -hmm. it was not you're wasting like four points of like points and it's like no or for the oh, really yep. good ones like negative 20 it's like oh shit uh, no. no like the really strong ones right but shit. it was so good sorry Stan i'm gonna text ethan to come refill my wine <laughs> um, <laughs> but i think those two were good companion characters that were really great to romance. Oh, yeah. Um, there was a lot of outcry, apparently, for Win. Like, people were like, why can't you romance Win?" I like, thought that was too, an interesting... Like, she's too, like... I mean, once she's a demon. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of sort of. But not really. <laughs> she's like Anders. We haven't yeah. gotten there yet, but yeah. she's oh, kind of like Anders. Soon. I have opinions. I'm letting you know. <laughs> I don't think we'll really get into Awakening, so we can talk about this in BA2. Yeah. Yeah. But having his introduction in technically Dragon Age Origins Awakening... Eh, I call it yeah. Dragon Age 1.5. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Right. But All right. that was a good one. Van Tegan would have been a nice non-companion romance. Because you can, you can really flirt with him. You can. Oh, you can. I never thought of that. Van Tegan really would make a fun romance. Cause he's oh, like, yeah. He's like Sean Bean all the way. <laughs> yeah. And he... I he would did, jump like, on that and ride it to town. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could introduce to him as soon as you go to um, Redcliffe. And he's, like, really responsible. He's trying to take care of the town people. He's worried. He's talking Hell to yeah. his nephew, Alice there, who they have a good back and forth in relationship and you can flirt with him. Like, I'm pretty sure you can be like, is there like a Mrs. Eamon? Or <laughs> <laughs> like, he's such uh, an interesting, um, interesting character. It would be a and really good side romance character. That would have been a really good side romance, especially due to all of the political shit that mm-hmm. you go through in this game. Like yeah. you are building everything up to the lands meet basically, which is where all of the nobles and for all the meet to talk about the succession. And if they're going to just say screw the country, we're going to let the dark spawn take it. Right. We don't know the succession. <laughs> so <laughs> I think he would have been a really interesting character. Well, especially they could work him in so many additional times than when you actually see him. Like, he could show up anywhere, and that would totally work. Yeah, yeah. And come on, and Bioware. All, all of the weird endings that you can have in terms of the succession, you can become queen. Ugh. And I always play elves. I always play elves. Yeah, and I've been brought the whole box of wine. Oh, Ethan's good. <laughs> Ethan's good to you. He's good. I have to get my own beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's so good. Thank you. That's a lot. I have so much wine. Love you. <laughs> um, but I know a lot of the succession stuff for the end of the game is fantasy racism. You can only be on the throne if you're a human. That fucking noble. killed me. See, I, I don't, I actually, I don't know if you can be a human mage and be on the throne either. No, no. only a human noble. Human noble. 
Yeah. Because also there's classism. racism and classism. Yeah. 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 I, <laughs> I don't know if place. it'd be, I don't know if it'd be considered, well, it's a fighting class. Yeah. We can call it a, a classism thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the way though that you could have taken the throne as a human noble and been like, Hey, Tegan, want to be my consort? Oh. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, but then could you imagine all of the stuff they'd have to do for Inquisition? Mm, like, if yeah. Alistair's not king and, like, they have well, to they work only... in Tegan instead? Ooh. Well, they already work in Enora. You know, That's they true. can just change out the name Enora for Tegan, Tegan and change the pronoun. That's pronoun. true. That's true. So, like, there's a lot of stuff that they simplified for Inquisition because they had two games of choices to work off of, mm-hmm. so I don't blame them. Um, but yes, for that, that would have been a cool ending. There was already a couple glitches in the ending, though, so I don't know how much that would have caused more issues. Well, let's discuss, like, again, this was 2009, right? Like, so right. This is I still ago. think it was crazy how many different choices and options and endings and beginnings and weird little plot twists that they were able to work in like yeah even like back it's, in it's great for 09 such like, a hearty game it is that's why it was so popular when it came out it i mean blew the, stuff out of the water the fact that i want to go back and play it right. 11 years later tells you something about the game itself. i will tell you if you haven't touched it in a while and you do just remember that the graphics were from 2009 because i kind of forgot like i guess my brain just fills in like this very rich beautiful thing and then you're in the woods and you're like that is not a tree it's an octagon wow <laughs> so. you can always download on a computer and do all of the fancy mods because the yeah. modding for dragon age origins is really insane good. that's yeah. true even that's true. even the modded hair options because i've never played a fantasy rpg where i liked the hair no. it's provided via game except like Maybe once. <laughs> um, I do have to say, somebody may have watched some of the modded romance oh, yeah. scenes oh, yeah. last night. Oh yeah, damn, all girl, of them? damn. Some of them, all of them. Um, what? Some, what? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I do, I do want to jump just before we get into talking about the available romances as well. Um, just a quick note too of Queen Anora that you can marry Ugh. if you play a male in this game. Can you actually? <sighs> If you're a man, yes. I've never played a male character. If you're a male Ugh, human noble, that one wow. option. I never yeah. thought about that. So you can take the throne and marry Anora in place of Alistair. <laughs> so how does Alistair feel about that? Kind of how he feels about if he isn't chosen in the first place, I feel like. There is like that such so many options come out of the lands meet and who mm-hmm. succeeds the throne. There's a million different ways that Alistair can feel about it just because of the dy- like the dynamic they created for some of these characters where they can be toughened up or mm-hmm. left their original selves, um, which creates like multiple choice, even in certain endings. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a toughened up Alistair who takes the throne versus a, still kind of uh doesn't yeah. really feel like being a leader completely different epilogues on how well he's doing as a king yeah. <laughs> no as a lady elf i have always sacrificed myself to the archdemon instead of forcing alistair to bang morrigan because i just can't i can't i can't 
he's my sweet little summer child and I can't make him do that to him. I would do anything for love, but I won't, I won't do, do that. that. Come on, come on. <laughs> exactly. Like for real. Exactly. Uh, he's my sweet summer child and I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Well, to we him. we can talk about <laughs> okay. our yes. our preferred endings for Alistair in the Alistair episode because okay. it yes. will take quite a while to go over all of those take options. A bit. Um, but going into the list of available romance yes. options, um, we have four. Uh, and we're going to go alphabetically. Two straight, two by. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, we're going to go alphabetically in episode order, but just to give you guys a, no- a note of who we're talking about, we're talking about Alistair, the Grey Warden companion that you get near the very beginning of the game. Human warrior. Uh, human warrior. Uh, we have... Leliana, a human rogue rogue that you get in the first village that you meet outside once everybody dies at the beginning. Some Um, dudes are like, what? And she's like, yeah. And you're like, okay. That's pretty (laughs) much how it happens. She has a pretty dope intro. Um, And she's one of our uh, bisexual characters, so she can be romanced by both male and female uh, player characters. (laughs) At Morrigan, our human mage, uh, who you can meet right at the beginning along with nearly at the same time as Alistair. It's very close together. Um, Who is your male-only romance? And then Zevran Aranai, your elven rogue, who can be romanced by male and female player characters. Yes. For good reason. (laughs) So, yeah, Alistair... Alistair. Oh man, Alistair. In terms just, of our <laughs> romance are, options, do we all rank number one for Alistair for uh, Dragon yeah. Age Origins? Oh, God, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 100. I just wanted to double check. He just, he's so sweet. Yeah. It's and it's a little like candy sweet sometimes where you're like, oh, oh no, you've got a little too far. But no, I love it, that sweet too. Exactly. <laughs> I feel I feel like Alistair is me if I were Alistair. <laughs> no, I because agree. he's yeah. awkward. He's so awkward, but he's adorable and very sincere. I mean, straight up, he reminds me of my Ethan. So oh, it works. Oh, Ethan's know, awkward as fuck. Don't tell Brad, <laughs> but Alistair kind of reminds me of Brad. Except Brad's not awkward. Yeah, he's not. It's the love, guys. Yeah, it's the yeah, love yeah, you have in it. your heart that <laughs> makes you reminded of your in real life marriage partners. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Oh, um, our next uh, Liliana, also very sweet. Such a sweet person. More of she's a not. sultry, like she's more knowledgeable in the ways of the world. Yeah. Um, because despite with, being with, introduced as a chantry, like layman um, sister. Like, yeah, layman sister. Mendicant. Yeah. Mendicant. Huh? Yeah. No, she, I don't isn't know. she a mendicant? They just call know. her a layman, layman sister. Okay. <laughs> she yeah, has not one. yet fully joined the chantry yes, right that's she's like them. she's just hanging out spreading the word of the maker you know chilling like you do. saying the chant of light you know all that yeah, fun stuff like you <laughs> but she is very sweet um she is one of the characters that also has the hard and soft dichotomy. Um, based on your conversation choices with her, you can toughen her up, essentially. Well, and even if you don't romance her, though, she's a great bestie. Oh, yeah. She is super Fantastic. great. There's a reason why that character has gone through all, all of the games. games. All of the games. 
Yeah. And I think Alistair is the one that has the most content Mm -hmm. across the entire universe because Dragon Age has also many books and comics Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. But Liliana has been in all of the games, 100%. And she's got just like this very sweet romance um, that we'll obviously go into more during her episode, but Mm -hmm. like... She's just very sweet. Yes. Yeah. She's then, very she's very heartfelt and very genuine in what and how she is with the uh, the PC character. Mm-hmm. She's just a good bestie too. And yeah, with like the is. the dichotomy with Alistair is she's more worldly and mm-hmm. she doesn't have like that stuttering shyness when yeah. it comes to the more sexy aspects of her personality. Oh, she knows what she wants or she tells you. and and i think that's a very interesting point to make because alistair comes out to you as a virgin Mm -hmm. and liliana is not not Mm -hmm. at all (laughs) so i mean there's that very simple dichotomy between the Mm -hmm. two characters which Uh, we have whatever (laughs) yes Um, i don't love morrigan as a character oh i think she's great i love morrigan (laughs) as someone who's never played the male the male warden. I don't know what the romance is like. I will look it up before we do our episode on her, but Ethan loves romancing Morgan. He says that she's like actually really sweet and nice and like caring. And I'm like, Oh yeah. She's got that caring side door. And And she's really that way during your friendship with her as a female player character too. Like she, I always make her like me, but yeah. If you're friendly with her. <laughs> I think I hold a grudge because she wants to bang my Alistair. And it, she doesn't want to. Let's put it that way first. Like, okay, 20. She's trying to save your life. She yeah. makes the comment. She's like, you'll enjoy this more than you think you will. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Because girl knows what she's doing. Yeah. Like, but why is she that not good saying thing? that she's looking forward to it? She's just saying, stop complaining. You're making this awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, it's just awkward. It's all awkward. But her romance is very sweet because you learn as you talk with her a little bit more about how she's been so closed off from the world, um, has been scared to make connections with people due to her mage status and the current class system of Ferelden. Um, And she really opens up to you, and it's just, like, very touching because it makes you feel special as a character that she's allowing you in when she usually has such a tough front, which is why people love, like, the anti-hero dark, like character dichotomy yeah she's pretty great mm-hmm. i love her and zevrin aaron i um Zev. why why is zev the only one that has a last name anybody else um, notice that technically alistair does liliana yeah. not to spoil too much but she's on the run in hiding and um, and Morgan is sort of like a foundling child that has been raised in the woods by like a Flemish, but like yeah, but, but like Flemeth. does Flemeth have a last name? Probably. She's dragon. No, <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> Flemeth is like Cher. Bitch doesn't need a last name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she passes that on to her daughters. Okay, as yeah. You I mean support. you don't have to like <laughs> All right. fantasy stuff. Does <laughs> Um, Gimli have a last name? Son of Floyd. Yes. Shit. Okay. <laughs> that was a bad example. technically does, too. Yes. But Zevrin, my boy, 
My sweet Bev. summer elven child. Oh, would That's you call all. him a sweet summer child? Really? I said elven. It's a joke. I don't. Okay. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, he starts off as like this quote unquote smooth and Flirt. sexy Flirt. Right. elven character. Very He's so flirty. He's so flirty. He, like, girl, you are not. He like straight from the beginning is like, you're so beautiful. <laughs> like, he's just like on immediately as soon as he stops trying to kill you when he first meets you. And I mean, isn't that the way somebody tries to kill you, then you try to fuck yeah. him? I mean, come yeah. on, that's the way it goes, right? This is that the way. Just me, tension just me. created by a duel, you know? You just yeah. gotta let it flow. But his romance turns or- so sweet and like sincere oh, and sincere? I just love him. It like he has that dichotomy where he starts off very flirty with you, but guarded. And as soon as you try to break past that guard, he's like, "I don't like that. What are you doing? I'm not here to catch meals. <laughs> Real face, <laughs> want a bone." <laughs> um, and then it's like, "Oh no, he loves you. Fuck." Yep. <laughs> like, he's so great. His romance, so ah, love it, love him. <laughs> he catches some hard feels. Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. I feel like very close to Alistair is my number one. He's like real close with number two for me. Zev is number two for me by far. I have to say Liliana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she sings actually, to you, and that's really adorable. <laughs> I actually have Liliana as my last place for romanceful characters. Really? I have oh. Morgan and then Liliana. I. I can push past this for Alistair, but I'm not super comfortable with being able to change them as characters and make decisions on how tough they are. Oh, I didn't okay. really I like that, that technically in Alistair's storyline. See, I but... never paid attention to that. Like, I don't know why it just never, Mm-mm. I just never noticed that I was doing that. I did with Oleana, but not with Alistair. No, with Alistair, it's just like flirt, flirt. <laughs> Have you ever licked a lamp post in winter? winter? Yes! <laughs> yes. Iconic. Licked a lamp post in winter. Iconic with uh, the yes. yeah. Swooping is bad. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so many iconic oh, Alistair lines. But yes. overall, I do think that of the romances in Dragon Age, the series, I was most affected by the origins romances. Uh, I think Inquisition changed a few things for me because I really like the Iron Bull a lot. Yeah. Dear Freddie Prince Jr., please come on our podcast. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> However, like I would have a really hard time trying to rank Bull um, against Alistair. Like it, they, yeah, it's, it's such a different whirlwind. Yeah. And I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can. <laughs> yeah, I love them both. It's tough. Yeah, I can. I love Freddy Prince Jr. Please come. Well, that's because you've never <laughs> actually romanced the bull. I have watched playthroughs of romancing of the bull. Doesn't count. It's different. It's different, <laughs> yeah. man. It's different. it's different. I know that. I know it's different. I've played through games and watched them online, and I can tell the difference between so different. them. But <laughs> it doesn't have the same gut punch feel when you don't have that playthrough time with the character where you feel impacted by your personal choices that you're making mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. adding that into the romance aspect. But I just had to romance Sarah. Okay. I'm sorry. She's adorable. She's pretty cute. <laughs> I like her. Yeah. She She's pretty awesome. Me. I can see how I can see that. I could see why. Yeah. 
Yeah. Character <laughs> growth is really <laughs> tough to wait for. <laughs> yes. Instances. So hard for her character. Anyhow. But, <laughs> but overall, um, those are Dragon Age yes. origins, romances, and history, and feels and that we have overall for the game. <laughs> if you dig in to our next episode, we're going to talk about just Alistair, and it's yes. going to be good. Oh, yeah. Yes. And especially... Um, Breaking open the book. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to cover all of that uh, sweet, sweet loving cutscenes that you get. Um, and the mods that go with them. And the mods <laughs> that go with them. <laughs> so, in closing, I'm Tawny Thompson. I'm Jordan Fishburne. And I'm Sarah Babe. And Make sure... Is... Oh, wait. No, go for it. <laughs> Make sure to enjoy whatever kind of fucking you're doing. Ooh, enjoy the fucking. This is Romance the Game. Romancing the Game. <laughs> do we want Freddy to take Prince that Jr. again? Yep. Freddie <laughs> Prince Jr., please come on our podcast. Thank you. <laughs> do we want to do a quick uh, make sure to subscribe to our podcast? Oh, yeah. Et cetera, et cetera, I mean, you just said it. Subscribe yeah. to the podcast. Find us on Facebook, Insta, and Twitter. <laughs> Rate, are we share, not, subscribe. Are we not doing this again? No. no. Okay. Why would we do it again? This is perfect. We're not afraid to show our flaws, unlike some people. Cough, cough, Zevran. Cough, Zevran. cough. Zevran. <laughs> Don't hate on my love. <laughs> I'm not hate. There's no hate. I know. No hate. Don't criticize my love. There we go. <laughs> Anyhow, we'll see you on the next episode. Have Bye. a good one. intrusion i just wanted to pop in to tell y'all about some of the other projects that we work on all three of us are main cast members of the theater of the mind players which is an actual play rpg show not only via podcast but also on youtube and we play various different role-playing games three to five episodes and sometimes a couple of one shots here and there and it is a blast Sarah is a main cast member of Encounter Party, which is a 5e Ravnica campaign, and it's a good time. She also works on plot points that reads through the finer points of role-playing games. And Tawny also has another show called The Not-So-Bigfoot Thing, where she talks about backpacking and a hiking trip that she took last year. And we hope you enjoy. I'm going to just pop in here with a quick note about all of the music we use throughout the show. Our theme is called Punk Chants. We got that from Pond 5, composed by Michael Epstein. Anytime you hear our fuck rating, you're going to hear the fuck haiku. That is by The Singing French Fries. We found that on Free Music Archive. Thanks for that. And for our friend zone, you're going to hear the tune Asterisk, uh, graciously provided by Bored with Four. And you can go ahead and give everyone on there a listen. I will have links for all of those in our uh, show notes. Thanks so much.